Welcome to the Morning Scroll. I'm Rabbi Dina Cowens from Mishkan, Chicago, and you're listening to what will be a quick dive into this week's Parsha. If you've been meaning to brush up on your Jewish literacy or you're looking for some inspiration, you've come to the right place. This week we read Parsha Shlach, Send Out. Here's a quick recap. Moses sends one representative from each tribe to scout the land of Canaan, telling them to check out the crops, the inhabitants, and the cities. The scouts come back 40 days later with some seriously impressive produce, but also some real fear of the people who look big and strong and live in big, strong cities. Only two scouts, Caleb and Joshua, have anything good to say about the land. The Israelites are terrified and spend the night wailing about how they want to go back to Egypt. God gets pissed and once again wants to wipe out the Israelites, and once again Moses convinces God not to. Fair warning, this is going to be a bit of a theme in this book. So God agrees not to wipe out the entire camp, but then decrees that no one who left Egypt personally will live to enter the land except Joshua and Caleb. The people are not happy with this punishment, and a small group decides to go it alone, trying to conquer the land immediately, but they're defeated miserably by the Canaanites and Amalekites. Not good for morale. The Parsha then shifts gears and discusses different things to bring alongside an animal sacrifice, like wine, flour, oil, and so on. We also learn that if the court accidentally permitted an act of idolatry, they have to bring a special sacrifice. We conclude with a story of a man who is caught gathering wood on Shabbat and put to death, and then the commandment of tzitzit, the fringes that we're supposed to put on the corners of our four-cornered garments. Sort of a weird ending. I have to say that the incident of the 12 spies sort of confuses me because Moses specifically says to them, go check out the land and come prepared to report back on the produce, the people, and their defenses. What are they like? How are we going to do in battle against them? So the spies come back and are like, the produce is amazing, but the people are huge and they live in these super well-fortified cities. We have no chance. Even Caleb and Joshua agree with everything but that last little bit. So didn't the spies do exactly what they were asked to do? Why are they being punished for telling the truth? The problem apparently isn't in what they say, but what they do with that information. If we look more closely at the Parsha, we see that what they disagree about is how to interpret what they've seen. Right? They all saw the same thing. They all agree that the people are very big and strong, as are their cities. But Caleb sees all of this and says, don't worry, y'all. I'm sure it's nothing God can't handle. And the other spies are like, nope, we're doomed. Now, this seems like a very fine line to me, because we all know that the truth is hardly as objective as we'd like to think. How many times have we ended up editorializing something when we think we're just presenting facts? So perhaps the lesson of this Parsha is a reminder to take very seriously not just our words, but also their potential impact. We have to consider our audience when we speak, and perhaps adjust what we say, not just to be careful to adhere to the truth, but to make sure that everyone who hears us hears what we want them to hear. See you next week.